0: everybody this is the burndown today we have another special guest i mean this dude is the epitome of a badass especially when
1: you have a resume like 12 years with the navy seals another 14 years on assignment with the cia you know nickname is named cash and he likes cigars so you know this guy's got to be money ladies and gentlemen let's introduce ray cash care welcome to the burndown man
2: thank you brothers for having me i'm honored to be on
0: We're honored Cheers. to have you. Thank you for your service, first and foremost. Yes, that's, yeah. First and foremost, thank you so much for your service. 25 plus years. So we appreciate you. We salute you. Thank you very much, brother.
2: You know what I can, brother. You know, tearing it down, burning it down. You know, I can't have a cigar. I told you guys before, but I can have a little J-Mo. So.
0: Hey, that's... Wife
2: said, I got a meter in the middle.
0: <laughs> happy wife, happy life. That, yeah. that, that's how it goes. Yeah. yeah. So but, we so- actually, uh, we're going to be drinking with you. Because this wouldn't be a burn down if we don't have a cigar and, a, and a, a drink with it. Absolutely. So we broke out today a little bit of Buffalo Trace. Mm-hmm. Are, you, are you a bourbon guy? Do you? How do you? What do you like? Whiskey? I
2: like whiskey. I drink. I drink. I drink, drink Jameson. Things. I drink. I drink Irish whiskey. It's all I drink, really. And Coors Light. That's what, whenever I'm with Kid Rock, like,
0: Coors Light. That's what we drink. Coors Light. All right. I, I love dig it. it. I love it. You, got, you always got to crush the cans of Coors Light, man. You can never go wrong with Coors Light. Coors Light's to- great because you can just pound them. You can pound them back. Easy. Easy. So, so, whoa. <laughs> so let's, um, before we dive into the interview, because we have a bunch of questions we want to ask you, we just want to hang out with you, we want to get to know you a little bit more. Yeah, before man. we do that, we want to light up our cigars. Yeah. Um, so that we can have something to smoke while we're, while we're kicking it with you. But, uh, as we, as we,
1: I'll do it right now as we light, because I want to give a little preface of how we came across Mr. Ray Cash Care, because it's kind of a funny story because, uh, my, one of my good friends, Sean, uh, Sean, uh, he's known by Saucy Sean. I'm, you might've spoke to him a few times on, on Instagram, Instagram live so uh i used to work with him and he and he came in one day and he was just like hey you got to watch the show the selection you know it's such a cool show and i'm like I, mean, I love stuff like that absolutely so i watched it my fiance and i we watched all, all the episodes on youtube and we got absolutely you know so involved with the show and we loved it we were so pumped watching it and then after a few weeks later we watched it and then he would come into work on instagram live and i would hear some guy yelling I'm like Sean. What? Who, what are you doing right now? Like, let's go to work. And he's like, Oh, dude, this is Ray Cash from the Selection. You gotta watch his lives. And I was like, No shit. Oh, no way. All right. So, so time goes on and another day. He's like, Hey, you know, Ray's got a picture with a cigar. You should reach out to him. I'm like, All right. Oh yeah, sure. And then what really, what really struck me by reaching out to you is when we saw you with um, uh, Kid Rock and John Daly on the golf course <laughs> smoking the cigars. And then you just knock the ball out of your teeth. Well, not out of your teeth, but you put the teeth in your teeth. I mean, that was unbelievable. So it's funny that – just weird how things work. You're on our show now.
2: Yeah, you know, they made a song about that. Uh, The Creed's Clearwater Revival. Lodi, (laughs) things got bad, things got worse. You know, as soon as (laughs) me and and Bob start drinking, you know, Kid Rock and, and the guys, I think we were on like the 14th, maybe the 7th or 14th hole. It wasn't even that late, but we started drinking. Drinking like seven o'clock in the morning, and it was like, you know, Bob, you know, Kid Rock's like, Hey, did you have fucking John Daly hit a golf ball out of your mouth? And I'm like, fuck it, why not? You know, and uh <laughs> next thing I know, I'm laying on the ground and I'm just like, and I'll tell you, man, when he hits the ball, you feel it. I mean, felt like I shot a damn AT4 with the back, <laughs> back blast, whoosh, went by my face. So he's a good guy, though, man. Dude,
0: I love I love how there was no countdown, There was no warning. It was he, he puts up, he goes, Oh, that's a pretty little thing right there. I'm gonna shake a little. Right there. Oh shit. You don't. damn, you're a
2: seal. You Careful what you yeah. wish for. Uh,
0: yeah, back. you need to hold it with your teeth. Yeah, hold it with your teeth. Hey, oh that's beautiful, man. This is not a
2: motherfucking little thing for me right here now. Huh? It's only gonna hit a little whiskered. How about that, huh? Holy teeth fuck! He didn't move it in. Holy huh? fuck! He didn't move it in <laughs> You gotta give me some fucking warning! <laughs> Holy fuck I'll John! Give me a warning. You Jesus Christ! Out. Whack. Like, <laughs> nothing you're like what the fuck yeah because i thought he was gonna kind of you know like bring me an easy like the first time i went with the old lady you know but he he didn't even i mean you watch that he just i mean i guess he can do that in his sleep yeah I mean, but if he would have hit me i would have probably been bad for me
0: <laughs> yeah just a little bit just a little bit the first question we want to ask you um is i mean everybody knows 25 plus years in the military and again thank you very much for your service for that but what made you, what inspired you to join the military? And you know, you got 25 fucking years in the military. Yeah. I mean.
2: I have 25 years combined with military and government service. So I want to make that. So it's, it's a total of like 26 years, but only 12 were as a SEAL. Because I say that I'll get my ass chewed by the other SEALs. But bottom line, your question, you know, what inspired me to be a, a, a Navy SEAL is it's simple. I, I was a fuck up. Um, and I wasn't going anywhere fast. I really wasn't. And, um, I come from, you know, I'm a Jerry Springer show. You know, my dad was murdered when I was 11. I'm from Baltimore. Uh, me and my mom aren't close. We don't even speak now. And, you know, it was just a lifetime of being told I wasn't going to amount to anything. And I wasn't big enough. I wasn't fast enough. I wasn't fucking strong enough. And I just had enough of it, you know, and I went into the recruiters and I was like, you know, I I didn't even know. I was just trying to figure out shit. I took the ASVAB. I'm dumb as a bag of rocks back then. Um, I had to take the ASVAB three times. I said, Christ, the written test was harder than me going to buds, actually, um, for me. But it's just, you know, I like to call it the Cinderella story, you know, just a guy that grows up, no one believes in a guy. And the guy finally just, you know, I I, I call it um, a self-reflection drill where I looked in the mirror when I was 19 and said, you know, enough of this, man. If I don't, do something and take action right it's it's decision making 101 ask make take ask you know are you do you want to continue to be a fuck up make i made a decision i needed to join the military get the hell out of hampstead maryland where i'm from and then i just took action i um i just looked in that mirror and fucking did it man you know And, and i think that's what more people need to do these days they just need everybody asks what the problem is and then they make a decision on what to do but Just scared to pull the trigger, and I was at a point in my life where, and that's where I come up with the attack the hill. It's literally a fuck it, fuck you mindset where it's, you know, and it's not disrespectful to. I'm not saying it to you. I say it to myself. It's like fuck it, Ray. Right, right, of course. And it's, you know, you know, every man has has that inner bitch, that toxic uh, cognitions, that it's fear, doubts, and frustrations. Like, look, man, worst thing that's going to happen is I'm going to join the military. I'm going to try to be a SEAL, right, and. If it doesn't happen, it's either going to be because I break a bone or I die. So fuck it. I'll be fine. And I did. And I just, um, and that's the message. You know, a lot of guys to this day are always asking me, you know, Mr. Ray, what was your plan B? Motherfucker, I didn't have a plan B. I didn't. Just, I have yeah. to It's either plan spirit.
0: A or dead. So
2: that's right, man. You know, I said in the selection, if I'm not there, I'm dead or dead. And, uh, and I think a lot of what I would like to tell the audience, you know, when, when, a lot of people want, it's not the want, it's the need, right? 138 of us wanted to be Navy SEALs. 16 needed it. Well, guess what? 16 of us original made it. So that's what I always tell people, in my coaching plans and stuff. What's the want versus the need. I want another sports car. My wife is like, do you want it? Or do you need it? I'm like, cause she tells me, you know, cause I started working for Bedras, you know, mama doesn't work. You know, I take care. I, I make the house run. She actually makes everything happen. I just, hmm. you know, Make the money, and she does everything with it. But she goes, you know, do you need, do you need it? Because she goes, I know you need to pay for the house, you need to pay for private school, you need to pay for gymnastics. You need to take care of your obligations. Having another GT500 sitting in the fucking uh, garage is a one. She goes, now trade it in and get an old one. I like, yeah, you're right. I don't really. So, she's the one that gives me balance. But you know, people need to figure out. You know what you need to do in life and I'll tell you right now man for all the listeners out there if you're sitting on your ass and you have fears doubts and frustrations best fucking thing you can do man is look in that mirror believe in yourself because I live by four fucking f-bombs man I got them tattooed on my hand my wife wasn't happy with that one either family fitness finances and faith and faith for me right now is not religion it's the ability to believe in yourself so watch we this isn't scripted I just want to see if you guys can figure this out, right? Two smooth cats looking good in the suits, uh, smoking the cigars, get a little whiskey, fill in the blanks. You ready? This is a a dot, 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 C-I, last letter, aptitude test. What do you do before you cross the street? Look both ways. ways. Are you sure?
0: What do I do before I cross the street? Yeah. You
2: motherfuckers are doubting yourself. What do you do before you cross the street? What are you told?
0: You're told to look both ways. do Look both
2: ways, that's right. You're good. You're right. But people doubt themselves. Now here's a question. Were either of you hit by a car crossing the street? No. 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 You were programmed that. Just like I'm going to watch. I'm going to show you guys. So that's a 100,000 foot view of being programmed. That's faith. It's about being programmed. Now let's go one step lower. Let's go ground level. You can only do two things in life. All the people listening here. Two things and two things only. You can W or you can L. That's it. Mm-hmm. You're either w in or or you're Ellen. What does W mean? Tell me. Win. That's right. If you ain't winning, what are you doing? Learning. Learning. Yeah. You are the only two that have gotten that fucking right. Everybody else has been programmed to lose. And this yeah. is what I tell people. You learn. The only way you lose is if you quit. Then it makes yes. you a fucking quitter. Yes. And the reason why you become a loser is because you've lost out on all those amazing experiences. Absolutely. That's what people yes. do. When people quit buds or they quit on life, you're a fucking quitter.
0: That I, I, I love it because it's, I mean, we've gotten, we, we can. And that's one reason why we're excited to have you
1: on yeah, here because we yeah, have a similar yeah. mindset where it's, you know, everything, if you don't fail at things, you just learn. And then the way you get better is that learning from these past experiences and see how you can be better. You're a quitter when you just give up on everything and just say, you know what, I tried it once and whatever. Like, I'll, I'll, you know, on to the next thing. Cause that, and, and, you, that, you know, I didn't,
2: learn, I didn't learn that until late in life because I adopted my son. From my wife's previous marriage to a, to a, I don't care to a fucking deadbeat who owed a bunch of money, and I, I you know I know we're getting off topic, and I literally told him, hey, I want him. You owe all this money. I'll make up a draft. You owe nothing. He goes, we're done. Eight hundred and sixty-two dollars is what it costs to adopt a kid in Virginia Beach. Wow. And I said, listen, you might want to have some talk to this young man. He's thirteen years old. He said, nope, I'm good. I thought to myself, motherfucker. And I told him. I don't want to say his name, but I said, you know what? You're a fucking loser. And he goes, you know, Ray, I don't have to sign that. And motherfucker, you already signed it. The minute I said it, you already made the commitment. But he goes, you know, why am I a loser? I said, I'll tell you why. Because you quit on your son. You quit on my son, which makes you a quitter. And now the reason why I'm calling you a loser is because you are going to lose on all these amazing opportunities and memories I'm going to create with this kid. Right? I mean, this, this poor kid fucking sat by the phone waiting for fairy tales and rainbows. And it wasn't happening. I just like, I do with everything else. I took action, told my wife and, you know, I'll tell you to this day right now, man, my son's 26. Now, if anybody else said otherwise, tell you what, you're gonna get a left hook to the face. He's my kid. He's my blood. And that's how I came up with the whole winner win and learn, because I actually learned, I won the greatest thing that I could win. I won literally his, his love and respect. And I learned um, that, I learned every day that to be a father, I learned that his other father was a piece of shit. I learned that, um, you know, it's a big responsibility, but I always do like, I always tell people do an AR after action report on yourself every fucking week, man, and just do better and better in life. And that's some of the, the biggest learning moments that I've, I've ever gotten in life is when I'm critical with myself, you know, like in buds, you know, people always have fucking, that obstacle that gets in your way. Everybody has one. I don't mm-hmm. care. There's nobody that goes through buzz. You, you could get the Jocko's them one here and they'll say, Oh, this, no, no. Everybody has something. Mine was the 50 meter underwater swim, man. That was like my biggest.
1: Yeah. Cause I was going to ask you what was, you know, go into budge training. What was like your biggest learning moment? I'm not, I'm not sure it, if that was it.
2: I don't know if it was a learning. It's when I learned about myself that I could overcome and fucking conquer anything is when I did the 50 meter underwater swim. Um, because what people do is that you, you get inside your fucking head. Right. And that voice, that inner bitch makes you a bitch. And mm-hmm. then what I did is I take that voice and I do this now with the programs I do with Bedros Koulian and I turned myself from a bitch to the bitch and people go, what's the difference? Well, one's a, and one starts with the, but mm-hmm. the bitch is I became intellectually sound. I became trainable. I became a fucking communicator. And it became hard as fuck. And that's what spells bitch. I became the bitch. And once I, you know, I powered through it because sometimes in life, man, there's just, I mean, you know, you can only train so much like to, to hold your breath cause you could hurt yourself. But sometimes it's, you know, that's why I always have my sleeves roll, roll up your sleeves. Let's get fuck. You know, I looked at the pool, you got to jump into a flip, water goes up your nose, fucking sucks. But I'm like, I only got to go fucking 50 meters underwater. I'm watching people black out, but I'm also watching people pass it. And how I got through Bud's when I was there was like, if he can do it, I can do it. And as soon oh, as yeah. that motherfucker quit, I'd see it. He's a bitch. I, he's a bitch. If he can do it, I can do it. You know, because the biggest trick that people want to know the secret, you know, what's the secret to passing Bud's? There's only a couple, and I'll tell you. Number one, don't fucking quit. That's like the biggest people. It's
0: literally, advice. it's literally all all of it. Don't quit. So no matter all... what happens, don't quit. Let
2: me ask this. But you it's yes. all about programming yourself. For years, I programmed myself that it was not a voluntary course; it was mandatory. Right. In mm-hmm. second phase of buds, the biggest lesson I learned was everybody feared the bell. The bell, like if you ring it, you quit. Nope. I reverse engineer fucking everything. There's one guy that gets selected to take care of the bell. I want it. I fucking every night in my class we had our own bell. I took that bell with me, had to shine it, made it fucking shiny as shit. You had a I made a little carrier for it cuz if it rings, they you know, they think you quit. But every night I would talk to it and instead of fucking running from it, I embraced it. I I I grew a relationship with it and I I respected it. And I said, "Listen, I'm going to take care of you, but you got to fucking take care of me." And that's why actually I bought a bell after I graduated buds at Bedros has. And that's why I got, I showed you that picture right here. Yeah. And I look at this no, no, no big uh, thing to uh big teams, but that bell's getting hung up. And every time awesome. that I think about quitting or, you know, being a little bitch or I just, I remember what, what it took to get here, you know, that's what people need to understand and, I have a lot of coaching clients that I coach with and they, you know, Ray, I'm down on my luck. I don't don't know what my purpose is in life. I'm a fucking loser. And I'm like, motherfucker, since the day of conception, the day that mom and dad or whoever fucking did their thing, and I'm not trying to be nasty here. There were millions that were shot out of the cannon.
0: That's right.
2: You won.
0: Yeah. Like you won the biggest lottery there ever was.
2: You know, I mean that's winning the fucking lottery. Oh, now yeah. your purpose is what you have to live for every day and figure out what that purpose is, man. Mm-hmm. You know?
0: Well, and, who says that? There's a there's a quote that says, Everybody is born everybody has two birthdays, or they're, they're born twice in life. The day that they're born, uh, and then the day they find out why.
2: Exactly. And, and that kind of goes with yours. It's like you're born,
0: and then once you find your purpose, it's like yep. there's a rebirth and you're like now, now life, now, now life can begin. And like, this is where I'm really,
2: you know, and, and I mean, and sometimes you're born more, I mean, I'm not disagreeing with you cause I agree 1000%, but you know, I was born. Um, I was meant to take care of things, however you want to say it, make things go away. And then I was reborn last year when I met Pedro's Coolian from hurting people to helping people. I love it. And I fucking love it. And I mean, I'm living the American dream. I'm doing what I want. Fucking paid to do it.
0: Yeah, And I
2: I, I, ain't a cheat date, motherfuckers. (laughs) Now we
0: got a GT five hundred in the garage. But when
2: you work for the man, you got to put out. I mean, believe me, I I work you know a couple hours on birthdays, and you know I'll be on there Christmas doing shit, man. You got to put out. That's a thing. It's just I all I do is take my lessons from from growing up being just you know abused because I was abused in a lot of ways to. Channel and energy. And my secret is this this is it, man. Um, number one, I reverse engineer everything. Fucking reverse engineer everything. Um, my my clients, I, I filled this up. It was half. Now it's well, not. But now yeah. it's not we'll, we'll, we'll say a quick well, cheers
1: to you. We'll yeah, cheers, you cheers, cheers to but you. My
2: glass is never a quarter empty. Motherfuckers always quarter, you know, three quarters to four because I have so much more potential to put in that. So I make people do that. You know, everything that I do. I reverse engineer it. I have, I get up every morning. I have my daughter do it. And I have an MOL, a motto of life. It starts with believing in yourself, man. Every morning, my daughter gets up. She says, I'm a champion. I'm a winner.
0: Beautiful. Every I morning love I get up it. and say, be I baby. love it.
2: Yeah. I mean, <laughs> seriously, I don't know if you guys have kids or if you do, but would you want your daughter to get up and say, Hey, I want to be an okay kid, a girl who's going to get in a shitty marriage and get abused? No. I'm no awesome. I'm absolutely a not. But I, no, yeah. I,
0: lo- I love that because we're, we're firm believers in, in positive affirmations. And we both have, every single morning, we write our, our values. You write our goals. Yeah. we write affirmations. Um, I, yeah. I write scriptures down. We write our, our tasks for the day. You know, we journal every single morning. And one of the things I've heard, and I forgot where I heard it from, but it was a gentleman who told me that you live at the level that you speak. And if you're speaking negatively about yourself then the only path that you have to go is to follow those negative words. Whatever yeah. you speak about, you're going to bring about. Whatever you you think about yeah. and speak about, you'll bring about. So it goes to your point of wake up every single day, I'm a winner, I'm a champion, I'm successful, I overcome my challenges, I face my fears, and you say that every single day over and over and over again. Then e- and, yeah. and regardless if you even believe it in the beginning, because part of it is really believing it, but even if you don't believe it in the beginning, just say it over yeah. and over and over and over and over again, And eventually, you'll start to believe it. And that's when things change. And then it's just like, I mean,
1: going back to what Ray said, it's just the power of just doing it. Like you just got to I feel like most of the things in life, most of the things that you like to do that people work hard for, there had to be a starting point. And 90% of it, I believe, is just getting up and just starting it. Because once you start doing something, that's where everything starts compounding and you get to where you want to be. I just feel like that's the biggest hurdle is people starting.
2: Fuck yeah, you know, and, and another thing I do is I never get up to one of these. Never get up to this. Because I can look at my phone right now, and I bet you guys could too, and this thing says it's the same fucking time. 17.27. For you civilians, that's 5.27 Eastern time. <laughs> Not me, man. I got an old time clock that I get up to. My I got all my watches over here. They're always set 15 minutes to 30 minutes early. Dude, I don't hit the snooze button. I set that clock for every morning at the same time. 5.40. Which really is 15 minutes earlier than that. Which is, you know, every day I get up same damn time. I don't hit the snooze button. Hit the snooze button is just delaying greatness. Hold on, bro. Let me play that back. What the? Hit the snooze button is just delaying greatness. Mm-hmm. You have to hit the snooze button, people are always like, oh, fucking, I fucking, I set my clock for an hour early, and it just takes me that long to wake up. Well, motherfucker, I'll give you, I'll give you guys million dollar advice. Go out and buy an old school alarm clock. It can either be a battery. A t- t- one that has the bell that rings. Yeah. Set that bitch 12, 12 to 20 feet away from you. If you're married, set it on her side.
0: Yep. I
1: will tell you, you how to do it.
2: You were talking about that. That? MOL programming yourself. Within seven to 10 days, two things are going to happen. You're going to be programmed or you're going to be sleeping in another room. Yep. <laughs> I did that I get up every morning. I don't even need this. And I tell people too, they're like, you know, Ray, you do your 1,200 push ups every, every weekend. I do. What time do you get up for that? Same fucking time. But you don't have to. I want to. I yeah. want to get up. That's a
1: thing, man. Yeah, absolutely. There's a difference between wanting and and yeah. and, and just doing it just because you have to. Like when you want to do something, same,
2: I get up the same time every night, every morning. If I'm a mess, I just go to bed earlier. I don't change my wake up. I'll just if I if I've got everything done and I'm tired last night. Right now, me and my wife are watching that damn Mandalorian thing. Nine <laughs> o'clock, we're tired, man. She's like, I'm getting a shower. I don't want to watch another episode. Done. Ten o'clock, our asses are in bed. Mm-hmm. Yeah? You know? get up. It's like every morning you can
0: either, yeah, when the alarm goes off, you have two options. You can either wake up and chase your dreams, or you can fall, you can fall asleep to your dreams. You can wake up and chase them, mm-hmm. right? Yep. And and that's your point. It's like every time you hit that snooze button, it's it's like a, it's like you're give, it's like you're giving up. It's like you're giving up just for another five more minutes. Ah, I'm gonna give up for another five more <laughs> yep, minutes. Control your
2: destiny, like, or your destiny's gonna control you. Yeah, I, I like I just get everything.
0: up and go. Just, just fucking do
1: it. <laughs> I like I like being up early just because I like you. Like you just said, most people like to sleep in and snooze in. I like to be up early, knowing that most people up, most people aren't up right now, <laughs> trying to do what I want to do. Mm-hmm. You know, that's that's just uh, it's I don't mm-hmm. like sleeping in. It's just I feel like you're wasting the day.
0: Yep. Oh yeah, and especially it's like when. Like if, if let's say you're going to sleep and you probably had this every once in a while where your body just kind of, you wake up naturally and you're way before your alarm clock, but you're, you're up. You're just like, I'm up. If yep. that happened, I'm like, all right, you know what? I'm getting up because it. it's like, I'm already up. My body clearly has had enough sleep because it woke itself up. No problem. I'm like, <laughs> why am I going to go back and waste? I'm wide awake. I'm up. I don't care if the, I don't care if my alarm says I have another hour. I don't care. I'm awake. I'm up. I might as well just get, I have an extra hour now. Great. Got an extra hour. That's what you got to do. Yeah.
2: Average person has about 16 to 18 hours to do one or two things, man. Kick ass or have your ass kicked. That's it. Mm-hmm. Average person sleeps like six to eight hours. That's just you – know, I do a lot of these Harvard business studies for all my courses and stuff. And it's like, you know, business world, they call it time management. No, it's guard your time, you know. And that's where mm-hmm. I do the – you know, I have the MLL. I do the PLL for – you know, I don't believe in this 21-90-day bullshit habit lifestyle – You know, live each day like it's your last fucking day on earth. Put the fuck out. Time plus effort equals results. Yes. Give, you know, figure out what needs to be done. You know how much time you have. You have this much time. Time plus effort. Effort. I don't want every, I don't want 100%. I want everything you fucking got. And you're going to get great results. Because if Mm -hmm. you, you miscalculate your time, you give shitty effort, you're going to get a shitty fucking result. And that's what I do, man. Yeah, clearly. All about guarding your time. I get rid of negative people. People, places, their thing in my life. This is a seesaw. For every negative person that sits on that fucking seesaw right there, one person, right? To, to counterbalance that out, you need seven positive people. My motto is reverse engineer that. I don't need more friends. I just need to trim the fucking fat. That's what mm-hmm. I do, man. Well, I've
0: always said that. I've always said that to people. Is Everybody's like, oh, you know, I need more friends. I said, listen, I, let me ask. Let me think of your friends. Uh, and it's weird to say it, but th- think of your friends like, like money. Would you rather have four quarters or a hundred pennies? What would you rather have? Four quarters. I'd rather have four quarters every day of the yeah. week and twice yeah. on Sunday, okay? I don't need a hundred friends that have that don't provide any value or don't provide any, any growth yeah. towards me, any positive influence. I'd rather have four solid motherfuckers that I can depend on no that when shit hits the fan they're all going to be there for me no matter what. Yeah. No matter how long if it's been 10 years since we talked to each other no matter what they're going to be there.
1: No. Now right, oh, yeah. do you be- do you believe in what people say, you know, you are the average of the five people you spend the most time with? Is that is that kind of correlate to
2: your beliefs and how you how you work? I believe that I am progression of the five people that I hang out with. I'm working fucking progress, but I surround myself with some fucking you know, I surround myself with the best of the best. And I'll tell you what, it ain't, it ain't easy. You know, I mean, I just had Pedro's Cooley and text me right now because I messed up a fucking email, a text message for a, a website for me. He's like, bro. And I'm like, shit, I said, I'm said, i talking to you guys. Right. Uh-huh. Um, But, yeah, I, I mean, I do. I, I, I think you need to, you know, um, you need to focus on you and then choose the few. Right. And, man, I tell you, I'm uh, I have a lot of acquaintances, but very few I probably have about 10 or 15 really good fucking friends. I mean, you know, the Rob O'Neills and the McTeams and shit, man. I fucking, you know, I call Kid Rock up. He's a great, he's a, you'd be surprised. He's the most down to average guy, but Bedros and Steve and Aaron and Matt. I mean, that's who I run with, man. Jason Redman. I, mean, I run with, I run wow. with a fucking, the thoroughbreds. And what I love about them in some fashion, they're all better than me. You know, and I'm not. Most guys are insecure about that shit. No. Yeah.
0: No. Ooh. Teach no, me something.
1: That's again. Go back to what you're saying. It's it's learning. Like I want people smarter than me, stronger than me, better than me, because I get to learn from those people. I don't want to learn from people that are dumber than me, like do less than me. I don't learn anything. I don't learn from those people. Yeah. The
2: fucking thing I can't do is learn how to sing because because like I said, Bob Richie Kid Rock said, dude, you fuck sucks. So just <laughs> else you can do, stick with the karaoke. But I'm. Like, He's like, no. <laughs> no. But, to Everybody uh, else is teaching me something. You know, Bezos teaches me about business. My wife, she teaches me how to be a good person. My daughter. I mean, it's amazing the the things that you can learn from people if you just stop hearing them and start listening to them and mm. absorbing them. Right? I absorb, man. I, dude, my phone. Whenever somebody talks of influence, I used to take notes. Bezos coolly ripped it out of my hand once. He goes, "Are you?" I'm like, "No, no, I'm taking notes." He's like, "Bro, you have this thing called voice memo." Dude, I have probably a thousand audibles on here and they're just Pedro's cooling on, hey, how to fix your website. Hey, how to make more money with your gear. And what do I do instead of getting that fucking car listening to the jams? I hit play.
0: Yeah, mm-hmm. that's nice. Because just, it's like, because every single day you can learn something new. You can, and, and it could be the biggest, it could be the, a game changer in your entire life or it could be the smallest little thing, but. If you think of it, like every single day, you're learning something, something new. You're getting a little bit better because mm-hmm. now I, I, I know something. I know one more thing more than I did yesterday. So I'm a little yeah. bit better than I Com- was yesterday. Compounds on top, and of exactly. And that's one, of, one of my favorite books is the compound effect. Um, yeah. And they, and they talk about how they and make an analogy of a plane. If you take a plane from New York to L.A. and you have a route, they go. If you deviate from that route by one inch in the beginning. By one inch, mm-hmm. you will completely miss LA and not even know that yeah. you were even passed it. And that's why it's, it, they talk about. So what what is it in your daily habits? If you're making a little a good progression, a step in the right direction every, every single day. day, compound over and over and over and over and over again, you'll get to your destination. But if you veer off the path, right, and you say like for instance, let's say you have a goal and you, every single day and you don't do that goal, you veer off the path. If you do it again, if you're off the path again, if you mm. do it again and you keep veering off and then it's that much harder to get back. So it's like compounding yeah. those daily wins over and over and over again. I read,
1: I was reading, uh, and this goes back to a lot what you're saying, right? I read, I was just reading yesterday and it said more people need to talk to themselves than listen to themselves. Talk, and, and I thought that was pretty interesting because I reflect on myself and I say, man, sometimes I am talking to myself like doubting, like. You know, mm-hmm. can you do this? Can you? And instead, you should be saying, "You can do this. This is what you're supposed to do." Mm-hmm. And I said, "That's a pretty. That's a pretty strong thinking point." Because I agree. I think a lot of people why there's so much doubt and people have um, more negative thoughts and actions and positive is that they don't talk to themselves. They listen to themselves and what other think of what other people are thinking. Mm-hmm. And I think that goes to a lot what Ray is in his situation and how how He turned himself into where he is now because it seems like he did a lot of self talking instead of a lot of self thinking. That makes sense, it's another great well, book. I
2: did, and I, I had you know, real quick, I don't know, we got some questions, but I, you know, I've I, the biggest lesson that I ever learned in life I had I learned something and I had an epiphany, I had just two things, and and just so happened that they were recently, like within the last year or two. Number one. The biggest thing that I learned is my entire life, all the TV, all the movies, all the this, all the shit I did, I was trying to do it to prove people wrong, right? Like, fuck you, I can do this. But then, I don't know how it happened, but I was talking to a guy, that guy that asked me for some advice, and it hit me like a ton of bricks and I said, "You know what? I've been doing it wrong, man, for since, you know, 48 now I've been doing it wrong." He goes, "What do you mean?" I said, "The advice I just gave you is horse shit." He goes, "I'm confused." I said, stop doing shit to prove people wrong. Start doing shit to prove yourself right. Mm. So, you know, I I proved myself right. And, you know, it's funny when Bedros hired me, you know, motivator, decimator, educator. Bedros asked me, he's like, dude, you're the most passionate, motivated, fucking aggressive guy I've ever met. And he was like, what is it you actually do? And I, you know, because I do fitness, I do all this shit. You know, but I don't consider myself a fitness expert. I don't consider myself I'm not a fucking entrepreneur. Trust me, um, I'm not a connoisseur of fine cigars. I mean, I'll, I'll smoke a I'll smoke a Swisher if you give it to me, old school. I mean, I'll, I don't care. I mean, I like love- <laughs> what I am an expert on. What I'm a subject matter expert on is fucking pain. So there's physical, mental, emotional, social, spiritual, and sexual pain that men and women deal with in their life. And then what I realized is is how to profit from pain. So I came up with an equation, pain equals growth, growth equals power, power equals knowledge and knowledge equals profit. So when you see me putting these, these guys and girls through the courses and they're straight in there doing all this shit, I always say, you know, pain is, is, is profit. These motherfuckers are profitable or, you know, is putting out, they're putting the fuck out, but it's not the physical. All you see is the external shell but what's really going on inside is I'm working on that pain with that demon, that in that toxic cognition, that voice, mm-hmm. right? Because like, like I told Rob O'Neill, all men and women have that voice, you know, depending on your past and your history, depending on, you know, if you were abused or molested or you were an alcoholic or a drug addict or whatever, or you have PTSD, those type of demons you really can't kill. But a lot of the other ones you can fear, doubts, frustrations. But things like those big topics I hit, instead of trying to kill them, let's fucking name, claim, and tame them motherfuckers, Mm -hmm. right? Claim the beast, tame the beast. I just had this conversation with Rob O'Neill about two months ago, and he fucking loved it. I had another guy today say it. The thing is to stop trying to kill everything. Like I told Rob O'Neill, you can't kill everything. Even though you killed one of the most famous fucking people in the world, some things you just can't run from. So greatest lessons I've learned in life is number one, do shit for your fucking self. Stop doing things for others. And then number two is learn how to profit from pain. That's all I do with the reverse engineer, man. I just, I take the shit. My, you know, everybody has a superpower and a kryptonite, right? I love Superman and everybody avoids. I I, I can't do burpees. I can't do this. I can't, motherfucker, take off that apostrophe T and let's use the, mm. the powerful word N and let's mm-hmm. attack it, right? And People are. I'm making a difference. I I started that 1,200 push-up contest a while ago. We started a thousand. Now it's not a physical thing, and I live by I live by the mantra: do more, do less, just do. Right, ladies, get on your knees. They giggle. I'm like, come on, guys, let's be professional. Fucking just just put the fuck out. Just do like whatever you out. can. Just do it. That's it. I got girls that I can't do push-ups. Fine, do squats. I can't squat. I don't give a fuck. Blink your eyes 1,200 times, sweetheart. Do something. Yeah, it's not about the push-ups. Yeah. It's about can you stay that? focused
0: for those for that one hour?
2: I love it. That's it, man. And mm-hmm. I, I don't want to the rest of the world doesn't matter to me. You know, unless my wife came out and something happened happened. No. All I'm focusing on is 20 push-ups, the best that I can you know, on the minute, every minute for 60 minutes, we got, we got guys and gals that are getting in shape. They're feeling better about themselves. I'm, I get on there with the women and say, Hey, tell me which 18 and older. Make sure I say that for the ladies. I'm strong and I'm sexy for my younger girls. I'm strong and I'm beautiful. I'm a, I'm a dad. So be <laughs> we do, man, you have a dad calling, but all I want to do my message is I want to help one fucking human being at a time. And then I want them to just pass on. That's all I want. That's it. That's it. And it's actually,
0: I love how he said, because yeah. so going on your, the, the 1200 pushups, the, the 20, was it 20 pushups for 60 minutes? And, um, what I like how, how you said that it's not a phys, it's not really a physical thing. It's more of a mental thing. And it's kind of going on on the fact that you can learn something from everybody. Cause I'm learning right now that it's more mental than it was physical because I tried it when he put, when he, for everybody that's watching, everybody that's listening, I saw Ray do the 1200 and I'm like, that's got to be a killer workout. I want to try it. So I first did it with um, with squats because I had that day, that current day that I was working out was leg day, and I'm like, let me do it with squats, right? And I only had about 30 minutes to work out, so I did 30 minutes of the squat thing. Um, and then I'm like, all right, let me try it with, with push ups. And I sent my mes- the message to Ray, and I was like, I only got to I think it was like 32 minutes. And then I said, you know what? I felt like I could get to 37. Um, but I stopped at 32 and Ray was saying, well, 30, you know, 32 up is better than 31 and down. Um, but now right, right. that I'm talking to Ray and and you're telling us about how it's more mental, it makes me think, I'm like, you know what? Shit. I, I quit at 32. I could have kept going and just gotten on my knees and done knee pushups. Mm-hmm. Cause I, at the 32 mark, like to get another, I was getting the 20, the 20 pushups wasn't 20 straight, like at the, it was start on the minute. And by the end of the minute, I was just finishing the 20. And I was like, all right, I got to start another 20. And I, I physically, but now that I'm thinking, he's like, no, it doesn't matter if, you know, if you switch and start doing squats, it doesn't matter. It's not a physical thing. It's more of the oh, mental game. It's so I appreciate you talking about that. Cause now that's teaching me.
2: That's it. Set a goal and fucking do it. I don't care how modify I do I do workouts in the damn garage I had Phil Heath Mr. Olympia go dude the shit you do is amazing it's not amazing Phil I don't have a big gym I just have fucking rocks and tools so I just picture it's a Wes Watson it's a prison workout because Wes Watson's a very good friend of mine he was like dude we do that shit in the yard all the time roger that brother um I didn't I haven't invented anything I just I'm just a creative motherfucker um that refuses and I can't stand negative people either. I don't know if you've ever seen me on my, my live feeds. We get those things called trolls. The yeah, people that, I've
1: seen it a few times.
2: I'll stop what I'm doing and I'll try to talk to one, man. Let's go. Tell me if you don't like what I'm doing, why? You know, and what happens? They never pick up. It's just society hides behind this. The keyboard. You know, keyboards, man. My thing is, is, you know, I miss the days when you just walk up to somebody and punch them right in the fucking face.
0: <laughs>
2: and then you'd have a beer over it, you know, believe yeah. me. I've done it. It's been done to me,
0: and I, you know, but I love it because, like, if you got,
2: if you got, if you have,
0: uh, like you said, everybody hides behind their keyboard now. Everybody, we're in that, we're in the the technology age, you know, behind your computer. But it's like, listen, if you got an issue with somebody, go talk to them. Just confront it. Confront them. Talk to the issue, and then nine times out of ten you'll squash the issue immediately yeah. within the f- five minutes that you talk to them now, a lot of as it opposed should... to holding a grudge and letting it go on for five A lot five of it years. is then,
1: again, there's just the self-talk. There's, you're probably just building up a bigger situation than it really is. And if you just, you know, I'm not always the best at confronting, but I found out when I do get over that hurdle of confronting somebody, I'm like, you know what, it wasn't even a big deal. Mm-hmm. I should have just started it started it last week instead of this week, but 100%.
0: And so I wanted to, uh, I wanted to go back and ask you about the um, – so your four F bombs, right? Family, faith, yeah. finances, and fitness.
2: Family, um, and fitness, had, finance, faith, finances, yes,
0: sir. Yeah, and so we had talked about, you know, uh, there's a. He's
1: getting comfortable now.
0: He's. I like it. So there is back. a. Um, <laughs> there is. It, we've talked about it on the on the past, and I've, I've mentioned it here on the podcast. Is uh, the four pillars of life, and it's the same thing as the four yeah. F bombs. It's it's um, your your physical your physical health, your mental, spiritual health, your financial health, and your relationship. Your your, yep. your family health, right? And I always look at it like a stool. You know, if you picture your life as a stool that's got four legs, if all four legs are strong, that stool is not going to go anywhere. That's, you can sit on that stool. You can put hundreds of pounds on a stool. It's going to be fine. Yep. yep. If three are strong and one is weak, the stool will still stand, but it might wobble and tip. But if only two are strong and two are weak, Ooh. that stool's falling over no matter what. Absolutely. So I always see like, and I bring that up when people always talk about, you know, oh that guy is a multimillionaire, he must be so happy. But like, no, he just has one stool that is strong. You don't know if the rest of the the other three, the other, he has one leg that's strong. You don't know the rest of the legs. Yeah. You don't know how his his physical fitness, his physical health is, his emotional health, all that stuff. So I wanted to ask you, you know, I I love the four F bombs. They're essentially the same four pillars, but you know, when did you first, you know, figure that out? Or, you know, can you elaborate more on that? Like, how did that come to fruition for
2: your life? Well, I think a lot of it's the military. I do everything in fours, man. Keep it simple, stupid. I use the acronyms, right? Kiss it. T Team. Team is trust, effort, attitude, mission. Starts with you. Same thing with the, you know, you talk about your four pillars. My four pillars of success are a little different, even though they're same, but mine are teamwork, problem solving, leadership, and communication. Um, I learned how to believe in myself at a young age, but I didn't learn, really learn um, and listen until I got into the SEAL teams. And, you know, and not even the regular Navy. Regular Navy was a fucking joke. I mean, I love the regular Navy, but people just did the minimum. And I was just like, this isn't for me. Then I surrounded myself with people. So it was probably around, you know, 24, 25 years old, I started really learning these lessons and the thing is, is it's like when you go to one of our project boot camps that we have, it's when you get out of when you get out of SEAL teams or out of the dot dot dot, you realize how fucking slow and I hate to say this and lazy the real world is. You know, like I'll give you an example. I live by this mantra, man. If you're early, you're on time. If you're on time, you're late. And if you're late, mm-hmm. you're fucking fire. Yeah. My you know, coach,
0: a, my coach used to say that in college. Always my Coach that all, all the time. Learn
1: that early on in sports
2: bedros cooley and i showed up we worked out and he was like yeah we have lunch at three it was 12 o'clock i'm like let's go upstairs right now and talk man mm-hmm. i don't want to wait till three let's do this and i laid it out to him man my job interview with bedros i mean i'm all i just lay it out there i tell people how it is i said listen b i'm not the biggest fastest strongest smartest and i'm probably not gonna make you the most money he goes ray this is not how you start a conversation with me i said but and the one thing that i told betros is the build-up to the butt is the crescendo. It means nothing. But, motherfucker, no one will outwork, be more loyal, and fucking I will n- I'm the guy that will bring the shovel, no questions asked. He said, you're fucking hired. That was it, man. And, I mean, he wasn't just looking at me. I, you love, know, I, know. I
0: love that. I love that. Actually, um, I saw an interview once of Will Smith said that. They said, like, what sets you apart? And he goes, he's like, you may be smarter than me. You may be more talented than me. Yep. You may be what he goes. But if we get on a treadmill, either you're getting on first or I'm going to die. He goes, yep. I will not be outworked. You really? will not outwork me.
2: I never know he said that.
0: Yeah. I he said, two to things can happen. Either you're getting on first or I'm going to die. That's what he said.
2: <laughs> I, and that shit works battlefield, business field, home field, man. That attitude, that mindset. Like when I met my wife, I told her, listen, you could do better, but you could do worse. And she's like, what? I'm like, listen, you're the one. I'm not. You'll see. And I mean, I'll tell you what, man. I chased her down, tracked her down fat, but you're mine now. you mine now, biatch. But, but I work, like, you know, that's the thing. No, I told her, no one, no one wants you more. No one's gonna fucking work more. And no one I'm because you know, guys will say, I'll fight to the death, motherfucker. i tell you the minute I met her, I'm like, yeah, that's mine. I'm that guy that's like, yeah, I want that job, yeah, I want her. Yeah. And, but the thing is, I'm not a of fucking brat. I just know I got to put in the work, right? Time, yeah. effort. You just keep work. your head
1: down and you
0: just do what you got to do. Yeah, will not be outworked. I love it. It's, because the moment, because, and it's like the moment that you, it goes back to when you talk about hitting the snooze button, and going back to sleep. It's the same thing. It's like the moment that you stop working and going after what you want, somebody else is, is, is passing you. 100%. Right? Like if you're not working, somebody else is for the same goal. Learned so. I learned that real early
1: on. And that's another reason why I go back to saying I love being up early. I love being up early. And I think I think I know you said Jocko earlier. I think I saw a clip of saying Jocko saying something like, you know, he's got a family, he's got all these responsibilities, and that's why he goes to the gym at four o'clock, four thirty. I said, You know what? I'm a pretty busy guy myself. That's probably not a bad idea. And, you know, I love I just love waking up and getting getting after it early. Like you said, I've always been a believer of showing up early. Everyone at my job, everyone's like, oh, if it's at 12 o'clock, we all know Eric's going to be there at 11 Because mm-hmm. it's like, life's,
2: life's uh, you're being evaluated from the day you're born to the day you die. You've been evaluated. You live, there's a dash, and you die. Even your fucking eulogy is a reflection of you. That's what I tell people, man. You know, that's homework I give people. If you don't stop right now, tonight, and you guys get done, write your eulogy. If you don't like what it says, guess what? Change it.
0: Mm-hmm. I change. Yeah man. Yeah, long- somebody said that to I me said, too. They said yeah. if you if you were to die tomorrow, they go, would you be happy with people what uh you have accomplished in your life so far? Like if you were to die tomorrow, would you be proud of how you left this earth? It's a great way to look at it. And it's just like if if you're not if you're not proud or if you're not if you haven't accomplished like the what the what are you doing sitting here? Why are you not yeah. working?
1: And I'm glad I'm glad Ray's here because we talk about this stuff all the time, and mm-hmm. sometimes it's like people feel uncomfortable about it. Or they don't, they can't relate to it, and it, it's it's just it's just like why why can't you think like that? Like we're just regular guys. You're a regular guy. We all wake up. We all put our pants on the same way. Why just can't you just? It's hard for people to kind of just to make that switch, and it just goes back to what I was saying earlier. It's just about just doing it, just trying. Because even if you do, even if you try it, and you're not good at it, or you fail at it. Again, it goes back to the L. You learn from it, and you can figure out. All right, you know what? I did it this way. I don't really like it that doing it that way. Maybe I'll try it this way. Mm-hmm. And if you didn't start it, you would have never
0: known that's how it was. Yep. It's you fucking- never want to live your life in, in what if, right? You're and like I've talked God. about this all the time. It's like if 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 you get to the end end of your days and you're laying on your deathbed, the the what people have said what hell really would what the ultimate hell would be if you're laying on your deathbed and you're confronted with all the ghosts of the people and the things that you could have been. So it's like, would you rather say, no, I tried that, I did that, or would you say, ah, "What? what if? Mm-hmm. 50 years, what if I would have said yes to that? What if I would have tried that? No, you can't live your life in what ifs. 100%. Dude,
2: I'd tell people live their lives. Be be the reason why they, they invented the, a safe word. Be the fucking savage in everything you do. Safe word in bed, safe word in life, safe word, just, you know, you need, you need that safe word. Hey, my fucking, me and the old lady got pineapple. When shit gets crazy, pineapple. But you know what? <laughs> From one thing to everything you do, you know, people are like, you're insane, right? No, I'm not. Motherfuckers, I see clear. You, most people just don't. Grateful, not greedy, bitch. That's how you got to be. Oh, mm-hmm. uh, another day at the office, another day to fucking, every day you get up to the lottery. That's the first thing I took. Maybe mm-hmm. you want to fucking lottery. I mean, yep. I I think I'm a little older than you guys. I got guys that are around my age, forty eight to fifty years old. They fucking go to bed. They ain't getting up. They ain't getting up. Not and me it's, man. And
0: it, it really puts things into perspective when you think of it like that. Like you you don't know like you you may know a lot of things, but you don't know when your clo- when your clock stops ticking. You have no idea. I know. I mean, when I when I'm right when every
1: morning when I'm writing down, you know, one of the eight things I write is health. And when I do, when I do mm-hmm. my 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 uh, my you know, my uh, gratitude, it's you know I'm thankful I woke up today. I'm thankful I have another day here because, mm-hmm. you know, I just had a passing my family member, and it was like that, like completely unseen. So you can never you never know when something's gonna happen. So you gotta be
0: yep. thankful, humbled about it, and just keep on keeping on. And I love I love Ray how you said that one of your goals is just to help one person every day just one person with the hope that they would pass on that knowledge yeah and it's like if you can just change impact one person's life and we've talked about too where it doesn't have to be for you know the biggest thing like you don't have to completely change their entire but just one person you see them on the street you like a shirt hey man that's a nice shirt that's a nice shirt man that could that could change somebody's life and you would have no idea. It's the simplest comment. You just give a compliment on their shirt or you smile at them and say hello. How how are you? And cuz you have no idea what they're going through. That could change their life for the better and it could it could they could be going down such a dark path thinking that nobody gives a shit about them and you say one little comment to a complete stranger and it could change their life forever. 100%.
2: Exactly.
0: We are, a, you know, we are a cigar
1: podcast but our, our podcast isn't about cigars all the time. It's about conversations like this. So, if we can dive into a little bit about cigars, I know you said you'll smoke anything that anyone gives you. Do you. Cigar do you,
2: speaking, not anything anybody fucking gives me. All <laughs> right. Any cigar that any, somebody gives you. Any, <laughs> my boss might be listening to this shit. Yeah.
1: You're right. You're right. You said a Swisher. I think you said a Swisher Sweet. Swisher Sweet. Black and Mile? That, that, that's what it was. Black and Mile, Swisher <laughs> Sweet. But. I mean, how did you? Because not everyone likes cigars, obviously. How did you like getting into cigars? Was it over in the military? Because I mean,
2: you know, um, I didn't. I didn't smoke as a kid. Uh, when I started deploying, just uh, you know, you have some of the older cool cats that are you know a little more well defined and refined. We're um, just like, hey, you know, it's just kind of a good way to chill and calm down. And I was like, they were like, maybe you should try one, you know, because I'm always yeah. high strung. No, seriously. And um I did, you know, and I, I started at about what 24. Um, I have one every now and then. I'll tell you what, the sexiest thing I do is when me and the old lady go on vacation, she get all liquored up, she'll take that thing and suck it. <laughs> <laughs> um, I just like smoking a cigar is like shooting a gun. It's an art form, right? You mean you know, you have to know how to light it. You know how there's there's procedures, right? Mm-hmm. SOPs. You know, whether you're using a lighter, a torch, or a wood match, and, you know, depending on how you like your blend, you like it mild, you like, you know, and there's just so many things, so many variables, and I think that, you know, there's a couple cigars that I like, but I when you're around other people, a cigar kind of defines you, right? I mean, some people like to try to smoke everything, but when I talk to some really serious guys, you know, they, they're, they oh, this, I use, this is my go-to. And that go-to is usually like bold and this and that. And I think how I've always been told is that's kind of representation of like, kind of like what you drive and who you are. It's kind of like your, your stamp. And I like that. Um, Not to mention, you know, I'm an Irish kid from Baltimore. It's probably one of the classier things I do. It is, it's a, it's classy. Um, It's smooth. It's sexy. You know, I like Mm -hmm. smoking cigars and uh, you know, it's funny, you know, what a, what a nice little, you know me i'm not a fancy wine uh draker but with a nice little glass of jmail um, the world slows down a little bit for me mm. right mm-hmm. just for that however long i need I, I have to do that and i try to you know i'll even go one step farther put a little, little old school music on over there and absolutely just kind of do it and you know usually if i'm around a couple guys that are, the friends of mine that smoke you know there i was stories come out or you know, I do that. Jason Revin and I, another SEAL, we'll, we'll smoke cigars all the time over his place. And was that,
1: was that who you were? You were on a live a couple of weeks ago and you were having a cigar, I think, by a fire and you went live with somebody.
2: Yes. Yeah, okay. that was Jason. We like we, he has a nice little fire pit outside. And, you know, we just kind of. It's funny, the cigar every time you just every time I hit it, you know, it's like another memory or another thing mm-hmm. just pops up, you know, and it's just it's a memory that you share and it helps me rekindle it. So I like, I'm a fucking big fan of cigars you know, i got a nice little humidor and every go. now and then a lot of people will send me stuff like Liberty cigars. I got a couple other people I'm going out to Vegas with Bedros. There's a, a couple that's friend owns some big uh, place out there. I've got a couple waiting for me. So yeah, man, it's, know i I just i don't think smoking a cigarette is classy i just think it's i think it's personally nasty that's my opinion Mm -hmm. um i just think there's a certain style and grace with smoking a cigar you know from the way you fucking hold it i'm not trying to i'm not like some fucking fetish freak here but no it's true it's 100 true absolutely you tell when a guy doesn't know how to cut you know and what's so cool about the community is like when i was learning no ray cut it this way no ray do this you know and, and people aren't being dicks to you like I got a senior chief that only will light it with a match. He won't use a torch. He won't, he's like, I don't care how long it takes. I'm not going to. So I kind of do that. I do have a torch too. I never use the torch around him. Um, (laughs) but you know, when, you know, depending on timing and stuff and it's, it's like anything else, right? It's like a relationship. The more you, the the more you treat it with respect, the more it's going to treat you back, right? You want to even smoke, uh, you know, even, even burn, um, I've done, you know, I started off, I was a shit sandwich with a cigar, man, but <laughs> we all were, I've, I've smoked from the worst to the best. And, you know, I know I'm a mild guy, but the, the brand, the money doesn't matter. It's who you're with and what you're thinking about and what you're creating when you smoke it. It's what matters to me.
0: Yes. Uh, 100%. And, what, you
2: know, and I'm not, I'm not crazy. I mean, it might be one a week, you know, if if I can, depending on the schedule, but usually always on special occasions. Yeah, oh, yeah, absolutely, no doubt. And,
0: I'm, and I like how he said that. Where it's, it's, it's a way to kind of slow down time because that's one of the things, and I know you you can agree with this, but one of the things that I love about it and the, what I use cigars for is the time to reflect. Mm-hmm. Is a time to mm-hmm. just like you, you you put on the old music. You know, I I listen to Duop and Frank Sinatra, Tony Bennett, all the oldies from like forties and fifties and stuff. You put that on, light up a cigar, have a nice drink, and you can just relax yeah. and i can either use it to reflect on things that i've done and, and to try to get better at or use it to visualize things in the future and it's a, a time for me to be at one with my own thoughts and it slows time down it relaxes you and it brings me back to neutral no doubt because life is busy <clears throat> and crazy so i like
1: some of the th- i mean i like everything you said but yeah. a couple of things <laughs> that stuck day. out to me right was a couple one thing was the difference between cigarettes and cigars when i look at people who smoke cigarettes or how i think why cigarettes are smoked it's more of an anxiety type of situation Mm -hmm. you're smoking you're so you can kind of kind of get through whatever you're going through and a cigar like you said it's more about relaxing and it's more about the memories that you're making especially with your other people and treating you with respect it kind of sounds funny treating a cigar with respect but it's true because i don't smoke cigars every day Maybe like yourself, maybe a few times a week. But when it when it when I am smoking a cigar, it's it gives me the respect back because it's a time where I'm able to gain my thoughts, it's able just to relax, decompress, if mm-hmm. I'm with people, create good memories, create good conversations. And that's what this is all about. So I'm glad I'm glad that, you know, you're you're kind of saying all the same stuff that you're on uh, that you're saying here
0: and being on the burn down, which is pretty, pretty cool. Definitely. So I wanted to. So this is a, a quick question. So everybody obviously knows that you're pretty jacked. You're pretty. You're, you're pretty. he <laughs> you, you, you works out a little bit. Works out a little bit, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, so Works well, out. like to
2: leave me down because this is classy. I wear show all the tats. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so I, I gotta ask you, and uh, a lot of people ask. You know, anybody who's in the gym, he always asks, "What's your favorite body part? What's your favorite thing to work out? Is it leg day? Is it chest day? Is it back day?" You no, know,
2: it's it- funny. Everybody asks me that. And my question, my result, uh, my answer to everything is all of them. Like when all people them. ask me how many sets them, I'm gonna do, all of them. I I enjoy working every fucking part. Like I did legs today. I love legs. I love chest. I love back. I love biceps. I love. I know that sounds like a cliche, man, but I do. I because it's you know working your body. You're, you're a fucking artist. You, I love seeing the guys that look like the fucking bird feeders. They got the giant upper body <laughs> and their legs. No oh, man. <laughs> And it's funny because uh, it's
0: like I, I, people always ask too. They're like, "Oh, oh how do you know how do you, how do I get how do I get, how do I get big? How do I get big? How do I get big?" I'm like, "Well, first thing, first things first, is that what you do in the gym is only a tiny, tiny portion of it. Yeah, oh, okay, yeah, no doubt. It's right. one hour workout is only four percent of your day. It's what you do in the other ninety six percent. It's how you're how you're eating, you know, how you're living, your mental health, all that stuff takes a big portion of it. But I always tell like you said, the people that got the big things, I go, well, a lot of people don't realize is that when you do legs. When you work out legs, your legs are such a big muscle in your body that when you're pushing, when you're exhausting them and you're taxing your legs, the rest of your body is going to grow because of working out your legs. Your yeah. le- you will release the most testosterone in your body from pushing with your legs because it's the biggest muscle in your body. So I always tell people, like, if you want to get big up top, don't forget down low. Like, you <laughs> well, got to do your legs. It helps everything else grow. Yeah.
2: You know, there's, there's five – there's five fun, uh, foundational moves, the bench, the squat, the deadlift, the shoulder press and the pull up and everything else technically is an accessory muscle. If you want how they talk about it. Um, I mean, I'm going out to talk to Carter Pearson this week and his family. He's one of the most respected strength and addition coaches on the planet. LA Lakers, the rock goes on and on and on mm-hmm. the Olympic ski team. And he's like, yeah, dude, you ain't going to talk to me about fitness. I want to hear the mindset shit. I'm like, Roger that.
1: You
2: know? gonna <laughs> Tell me nothing. I don't fucking know. I'm like, I mean, he's a beast. But yeah, I agree, man. Um it's all about being well-rounded, having balance or whatever you want to call it. balance, right? I just you know, I want to be a force to fucking reckon with. I want to run, swim, out, fight, out fuck, out, drink, out everything. You know, I want to be he the is best. Savage
0: person. in every aspect.
2: That's it, man. Modern day savage, modern day night, right? That's that's what I want to be. The the this the man you want your son to become, the the man you would want your daughter to marry. Just, you know, fuck with me. You know, I'm I'm the nicest guy in the world as long as you you know, stay in your lane I'll stay in mine. You know, <laughs> yeah. you know, okay. Don't come you, go. My shit. you know,
0: I like what you said, you would be the man that you want your son to be. And you want your daughter to marry. That's good. I never, I never heard of that before. Is That's that what our,
2: my that's what my definition of the program that we're running the modern day night is. That's what I tell people. I, that's, that's what it is. Right. And the funny thing is, is whether you have kids or not, I could ask you to pick 10 things that you would want your son to do and become and how you would want your daughter to be treated and what you would want her to become. And I guarantee you, we're going to have a lot of similarity. The car was for one, respectful, provide, protect, you know, Um, be an enforcer if you need to, but you know, don't, you know, we all have the same things. My son, honor, you know, just all that. Just, it's all the same. We all want this, everything, but the world is diluting shit with social media and Mm -hmm. and all this other shit. And people will just think they can just get on a keyboard and, and be awesome. Now that's not how it works
0: it's yeah it's, they lost its the- shame because it's it's like all that social media and just media in general it it ter- it turns people into sheeple we've always talked about it like it, hmm. do you want to be one of the sheep or do you want to be one of the the outliers the people that that break the herd and forgot what the other analogy would be but it's sheeple it's people that are just following the masses yeah. just listening whatever media its it's like no I don't want to be like everybody else my father like, want be father like from a young age said uh view the
1: masses and do the opposite mm-hmm. and that's that's how a lot how i look at life is just seeing what most people are doing and seeing and analyzing it is that really what i want to be doing too as well it's
0: just it's just simple yeah and it's like if you want to if you want to be one of the extraordinary people then you have to do the extra that the ordinary people won't do you know what i'm saying like point, and point exactly point point in case right here ray cash care
2: you know, people always ask me when I passed, how do you sleep at night? Well, when I do sleep, I sleep well. But only one thing keeps me up. They're like, is it the PS- PTSD? No, the fear of being average keeps me up. Mm. Fucking like, oh my god, oh. I, I don't want to you know, work a nine to five. I mean, and listen, I have, and again, that's America. I get it, nine to five job. Everybody, and everybody has their thing. And believe me, by no way am I talking <coughs> bad about someone. But that's not for me. Yep. Right. That's not right. What I want. You know, uh, my grandfather worked his entire life as a plumber. One of the greatest men I respect. So I'm not, I want to make that very clear, but that's not my path. My path is, is I want to do something fucking extraordinary. Mm -hmm. He was an extraordinary man too, but you know, when, when he left this earth, he left the legacy with his family. I want to leave the legacy with the fucking earth. That's what I want to do. I don't know what that is yet. I'm still, I'm still searching, you know, right now we're helping men. We've got a, the project, we've got a Squire program helping fathers and sons bonds, and we're doing corporate training. So right now, that's what I'm doing, and I love it. You know, I'm going to businesses. I'm helping fathers and sons, and I'm, I'm helping men um, who want the ultimate physical, mental, and emotional experience to be an ABC and be an entrepreneur. Right now unless my wife was giving me a blowjob, I'm pretty fucking happy. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Sorry, God. Amen, you know, amen to that, brother. I'll it's drink to that.
0: This my life. I love it. I'll, I'll drink, drink to that, that for one. Sure.
2: Sorry. I mean, but fuck. That's, you know, no, but I, I I like how you said it's that. It's so like, it,
0: it doesn't like, it doesn't matter. Like you said, you're not putting down the nine to five and it, <clears> back to the, the four pillars in the stool that I was, the analogy I was talking about, where if, you know, if, your four pillars are all strong, right? And you're working a nine to five and it takes care of your finances. And those are strong. You're paying all your bills. Everything's good. And all the other three are strong. You're, you're, su- you're a success in my eyes. Like if that's what your life, if that's what you want and that's an all four are strong and you have a strong fucking stool, then you're a success in my eyes. But like you said, we don't want to do a nine to five. So as far as the finance pillar, that's not how we want to make the, live our life and make the money. We want to do something else. We want yep. to leave our mark on the world. So one of the values that I write down every single day is impact. I want to make an impact. 100%. I want to make a positive impact in people's lives all over the planet. However, however that is, whether you know the burn down so far, we're we're blessed and grateful that we've been able to reach people globally. And I know Ray Kashkari, you've been you've reached thousands of people and helped you know so many people globally. It's That's what we want. We want to make an impact on this planet so that when we leave this earth, we left it in a better
2: place. I say that all the time, man. I tell people, right? Don't be Haley's comment. Don't be fucking impressive, right? Battlefield, business field, home field. Be that meteor that fucking, you know, meteors usually burn up in the atmosphere. Be the, the force that even the atmosphere can't burn it up and it hits the ground and it fucking leaves a mark. If you're married, that's your meteor. If you're doing what you love in life, that's your fucking meteor. I love that. But most people, what are they looking for? You can rent a jet and you can rent a fucking, uh, a Rolls Royce for a couple grand. You can get a fucking photographer, $2,500. I know. Cause I looked into it and I can uh-huh. get pictures and make it look like I'm rich. I'm not rich. The pictures that you see me do the shit that I do. I'm one of the few guys on social media that goes start to fucking finish. Stomach's bloated. Cause I drank a gallon of water, fucking cussing. I'm spitting. But that's what real life is. Life isn't fucking Rolls Royces and Bugattis and fucking G5. It's not. It's guys fucking sweating, grunting, grinding, and getting it done. Um, I'm not the prettiest. You know, I, like my wife said, boy, you're just, you're rough around the edges, but I'm still sharp. <laughs> I fucking cut you. So I'm still a fucking force. But that's why I have people like Bedros and Steve and Aaron and Matt in my life. The got They're trying to sharpen me, right? and mold me and i i, I resist I Resist, i do i'm 40 i'm older than all of them i resist but what I to learn is is like i'll tell you what if pedro says hey i have something you need to invest in i stop everything i'm doing and go okay i know what to listen to like when he says hey i've got a tip for you that's gonna help you make money i stop but he's like you need to do that with everything i say because i'm only teaching you shit that i know so that's what i love man and I, and then I pass it on, right? Because that's the thing. We're all sponges, right? Be a fucking sponge. Absorb as much as you mm-hmm. can. Bring that bitch out, right? Focus on you, then focus on the few. I've got my little circle, my nest. You know, I, I love the world, but I, I can only help the world one person at a time. Mm-hmm. So hopefully it's going to grow and grow and grow. But if if each person does the same thing, right? The ripple effect of positivity, not bullshit. Mm-hmm. Then we can it can amplify faster and faster and faster, right? And that's yep. what we do.
0: Right? It's, the, it's It Fair goes now. back to the compound effect, right? You yeah, help one person exactly and they go, exactly. if you help one person, you can help two people and then those two people help two people and then those two people, four people, and then boom, next thing you know, you have a whole wave of people helping people. I'm
2: helping a guy right now on a weight, a weight loss journey, one of my best friends. I already helped him lose from 383 to 236 pounds. He didn't listen. I told him that's too light. He had some issues happen. His name's Tim Sweeney. I'll give him a shout out. I don't care. And he's back up to 310. I stopped everything I was doing last week. My fucking beautiful wife, Trisha, said, get your ass up there and help him. Icon Meals, donated six months worth of fucking pre-made meals. Truly, Bedros Coolian, supplementation with Aaron Andrino. And then Will Branham from NFW, um, Make It Warrior Recovery, fucking donated CBD, like goods not, not with the crazy shit. <laughs> and literally, I'm working with Timmy. He's already down 10 pounds in five days. I am, and literally, I told Timmy, once I do this and you get your weight back down, you need to take, teach what you've learned from me, right? The mentored becomes the mentor. That's mm-hmm. what it's about, man. That's what, you know, like I might talk to you guys afterwards, get, getting schooled up on some cigar shit, but guess what? There's people that know less than me. Once you teach me, instead of me being a dick, right? Make and take, I'm going to make and give. Make mm-hmm. and give. No doubt. That's the biggest yeah. lesson Badrone's taught me. Like I started making a lot of money working with Bedros <laughs> mm-hmm. so much. So, and I'll tell you um, so much. So my wife quit her job and we're fucking still getting by. He God said, bless. listen, you're with me. You're not going to, Bedros has a motto and he says, I don't lose. But what he says is I don't fucking lose. And you can call it cocky. You can call it Eric. You can call it all you want, man. I'll tell you what I'll follow that fucking guy in the hell and him back. Cause he does not lose and oh, I dude. want to be that fucking guy. And what's so great about people that are successful, or they're like real successors, are like, well, where do you want to be in five years? I want your job. He you told me, come fucking get it. Mm-hmm. In five years, if you're not gonna be here. You're out of your fucking mind. You want to run one of my companies? Run them. But I'm not gonna have seven companies. I'm gonna have 20 companies. Okay, fuck it. And I can I can live with that. I I'll have peace with that. Right? I mean, we have a company called Ltd. And I'm I've been busting my ass, and hopefully. I'll get a, you, you get a part of anything. Pedro's Cooley you and know, it was just fucking, it's, it's like fucking touching the golden goose. And, uh, <laughs> All right. it, I think, I think for Christmas, that's what I'm getting a part, little, little, you know, but little is better than nothing. Right. Yeah. Remember no what doubt. You know, exactly. 20, so L- LTD is what is that uh, leadership a leadership team development? Steve Eckhart and I, the Marine, we literally will go to your company or you can come to us and we do virtual whatever, Um, teamwork, problem solving, leadership, communication. We like to do the hands-on because we have drills. Communication is, is key. If you want to be successful in life with your wife and with your business, 83% of all businesses fail in the first year, not because of funds, because of fucking communication, Harvard business study. I don't know why, but Steve and Bezos got me on these whole looking up stat and I love the things. Um, you can program your mind to be positive. Two minutes a day for 20, I don't know why it's 26 days, 26 days, 26 days. You can program yourself to be fucking awesome. Steve, all of us, all the most successful people I know have that MOL. Steve Eckhart says, I am fucking awesome. Love it. Be great today. Be a bitch tomorrow. My daughter says, I'm a winner. I'm a champion. It all starts with you, right? You talk about the stool. It's all about the foundation of the house. Mm -hmm. You can have a million dollar house, but if you have a shitty fucking foundation and that's the faith of all things, then the house is going to crumble. So what I do is I come in, and I say, "Hey, let's remodel. Let's start from the bottom. Let's start." I put family at the top because that's that's my gir- my girls. I have an old my son. He's a man. He's on his own. But the faith. Mm-hmm. I gotta get up every fucking day and say, "You got this." And believe me, man, I'm gonna tell the I'm gonna tell the world this. There are days where the motivators do not want to fucking get up. They do not want to fucking get out of bed. I, I don't care who you fucking are, Jocko, Goggin. They, we are human. There are days that we want to just fucking lay back in bed, fucking say, you know what? I'm not going to go to the gym. That's what separates us from the average fucking people. Mm -hmm, Like just fucking do it. Like just do it. And you, and as soon as people do it, they're like, they always say the same thing. Fuck. I'm glad I did that. There's no Mm -hmm. one that ever says, fuck, I should have laid. No, they don't. They don't. They get up and they fucking attack it and they go, I fucking, att- and that's why I live. That's my mon- mantra. Attack the fucking hill, right? I don't I don't walk up the hill. I run up that fucking thing. Mm-hmm. And I walk down it. I don't let gravity run me down it. So I fall ass over tea kettle. Fuck you, bitch. I control the breathing. I control the time. I control the distance. I control the speed. I am the fucking master of my universe.
0: Absolutely. The
2: is they let all the external fucking, um, bullshit control them no mm-hmm. and I love how it's like it's you know every day
0: like you said where people no matter who you are you're gonna have days like that and it goes back to that you have two voices in your head you have the you have the boss voice and you have the bitch voice and this this is you know I'm taking this from um, Andy, uh, Frisella. Andy Frisella but he says that you have a boss voice and you have a bitch voice and there's days when the bitch voice is telling you like nah you, you go back to sleep you don't have to but it's like but you also have the boss voice to say, no, get up. Mm-hmm. So it's at every day, it's which, which voice is going to control you? Are you going to be a bitch and let the bitch voice control you? Or are you going to be the bitch and the boss voice is taking yeah. over and telling the bitch voice to shut up? No doubt. And it's a simple thing. It's where you don't want to get up. But I find that if you literally, all you have to do is just get, stand up out of bed. That's literally all you have to do. You wake up, the alarm goes off. All you have to do is just stand up. Because once you're out of bed, I guarantee that you're not gonna go back in. You're not gonna go brush your teeth, take a piss, and go back into bed. Mm-hmm. Like you're up. You're up. Now it's time to go to work. Yeah, I mean, yeah. it's. I, I must say, this is the first
1: podcast where I really haven't talked too much. And I, you, you I go didn't back. Know. It, I, I'm. I'm I being am sp- I'm. Awful. I'm being a sponge, to be honest, because you said being a sponge. You're just talking so much. You're just dropping so much knowledge, and you're just I talking a lot of stuff that I'm I talking it. like. I'm not even trying to think of a question to ask because I'm just really listening. Cause yeah. I'm like, you know what? I'm not really talking too much, but I realize I'm just I'm really just listening. I'm kind of getting the lesson from Ray Cash 101 right here. So thank you for that. It's
2: not i not wise, motherfuckers. Both of you I'm calling you that. I'm just I'm I am literally lessons learned. That is my entire life. You know, in the SEAL teams, they always say failure is not an option. What the fuck? I fail every day. If you're not failing every day it means you're not fucking redlining your engine. Like right? mm-hmm. even the seals when we're in there we say that shit. We're going to fail, but we're not going to quit. Exactly. Right? You only yeah. become
0: a failure if you quit. Yeah. Right? Shit.
2: We will that's the difference between, you know, the spec ops groups all of them and the re- we we don't hit our time t- time window, we still fucking hit it. The boat sinks, we we'll fucking swim. We will find a way to get it done. And all I do is I take that same mentality and I do it. Ray, you got to make X amount of dollars a month for me to work for me. Okay, B, if I got to work twelve hours a day or fucking twenty hours a day. I can stay awake for five days straight. I don't give a fuck. I'll do it.
0: Yeah, you figure it out. I'll figure it out. That's what. Bio, baby.
2: What I mean. There you said.
0: Fio. figure it out. Yeah, I'll, fig- <laughs> I'll figure it. Or Fief, I'll figure it the fuck out.
2: <laughs> yeah, I love oh. it. I gotta use that.
1: Yeah, but uh,
2: I'm taking a I mean- picture of us right now. I like it. Oh,
1: oh, hell yeah! But uh, I think you know we're. We're coming to the close here, again. Thank you for uh, for coming on, dropping the knowledge.
0: I'm glad to be a
1: sponge on my own
0: little I love, podcast. I here. love it. Like you said, just like we just I was, we were zoned in, just like just listening. Like this, is, like, I don't even want to chime in because right? you just want to listen to everything been, he has to say. It's it's been and like Nobody you said, you, talk
2: too much, man. You guys. I'm like a fucking wild stallion. You let me loose. I'm just going to start running. Hey,
1: that that's that's fine. We like we like it. We we'll love run it.
0: with you, man. We'll run with you.
1: Yeah. <laughs> we'll I'll, I'll, I'll catch up after my sponge gets filled. Then I'll be right back up with you. But um, just wanted to say, you know, thank you for coming on here. Thank you so much for your time. It's been about a little over an hour. So we appreciate about an hour of your time. And um, first and foremost, we thank you for your service again. And it's been really, really cool just hanging out with you. You know, I, it's exactly how I thought it would be speaking with you, having on here. Just. Just being able to follow you and watch your lives. You know, you are a real person, you know, you know, you know, Fugazi, you are who you are. And that's when you asked earlier, you know, you know, what's the language here? I said, just be you. Don't worry about it. We just want the real you. And um, I I truly appreciate that. Yeah, (laughs) it's fine. We love it. So um, this is for you, Mr. Ray Cash Care. Thank you so much. Much Appreciate you being on here, man. Much love and respect. Take care.